0: This is Dubai Eye
1: 103.8. Startups and side hustles. Do the hustle. And a warm welcome to our guest to the studio It's Harry Tregoning from Tregoning Property. Uh, first of all, welcome, Harry. Thanks for coming on.
0: Go. Oh, it's really kind of you to have me on.
1: Well, we yeah. are here to talk to you today. What we like to talk about on this show is businesses that have started out here in the UAE. And property business, unfortunately, lots of them here don't have a great reputation in terms of the nightmare Is it finding the right one, finding the right place, finding the right company, management company can be a nightmare for many people. And actually, your business, Harry, sort of came about from your frustration on a personal level with the situation here.
0: Yeah, it very much did. I went to rent my first uh, villa in the Springs and the agent said, oh, you can find the key under the doormat. So let yourself in and have a look. Let yourself in and have a look.
1: We've all been there.
0: Not to, uh, and then um, we, we, we obviously decided we liked that house and took it, took it. And then the guy turned up, he took his commission, and, I, and then nothing was working. So I rang him back. He said, no, I've, I'm done. I've done my bit. Yeah, uh, see you. So I thought I could probably improve on that a bit. And there are some excellent operators in the market. I just had a bad start, so I thought I could take them on a bit. <laughs>
1: Well, you make a valid point there, um, you know, that there are lots of good companies in the market, but there are lots of bad companies in the market. And I guess coming into to, to, to a saturated, perhaps, market, tell us what it was like for you to set up a property company here in the UAE, because it's, it's quite different to other parts of the world.
0: Well, it is different, but first of all, you, I suppose you have to find a sponsor. And your sponsor here has to have passed an exam. So he has to be a local and he has to pass the, the, uh, the uh, rearer exam. And then, and then, once you found him, you put together an onshore company formation. Sadly, we can't go down the virtual zone route. And so you, you can, Harry, but this you, is about you, not us. So you, you <laughs> carry on. Well, maybe we, maybe we can, but here you have you have to have a sort of onshore presence. Um, but so so then we get then you get going with the of, of, uh, the normal uh, formation of a company through the ded, and away you go. As soon as you you then get uh, registered with RERA and then you have to pass your own exam.
1: And, and when you started out, Harry, how many people were working for you? Were you sort of one man band or did you employ I did a partnership
0: originally and then we, we, I decided to go on my own yeah. after about three years of that. And now we've been up and down in numbers a bit um, because it quite often takes the same to manage the, the non-effective members of your team, as, <laughs> as the more effective. So uh, we're, we're down to a sort of about three or four at the moment
1: and what what are some of the benefits, I guess, of, of of being your own boss now? So this is, you know, you were frustrated, you spotted a problem, you decided you could fix it. What what are some of the good things about being your own boss? We're going to come to the bad things. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the, I think the positive things is you can you can set your own standards. Yeah. Very much about what you your expectations are, and also your boundaries as well, as where you work. I, you know, there are parts of Dubai I don't want to go to at four o'clock on a, on a Saturday afternoon. So. We're not operating in those areas,
1: and 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 tell me about some of the downsides because we have lots of people coming onto this program, and you know their business is now the dream. It's successful. It's doing well, but there are some downsides when when the buck stops with you as well.
0: Oh, the downsides you never get away. Really, <laughs> the phone's always ringing for you. Um, but it, I think that. Operationally, the downsides are sort of having to rent offices space when you're doing much most of our business is out in the field. Yeah. So to get visas, we have to get bigger and bigger offices, and that's that's certainly a frustration.
1: OK. Um, tell us a little bit about um, your your thoughts in terms of the new regulations, in terms of the property industry, alongside the fact that now we're seeing, you know, the new long term visas. I guess for someone who's in the business of selling houses and renting, um, the more and more people feel comfortable and settled here, the, the better it is for you.
0: Yeah, very much so. And it's, it's actually working really well. The the fact that you can buy property here and get a a long term residence uh, visa for about three years starting at the million dollar, yeah the million, million dirhams. dirhams yeah and we've and we've seen a few, a few people buy these properties already, and one chap he was going to negotiate down but he wanted it at a million dirhams because he wanted his the visa. visa.
1: Of course. And, and now that we're seeing some of the sort of more long-term visas for people in certain fields, I think people are beginning to see, see the UAE as a more of a long-term destination. It used to be people said, I'd come here for a year or two and I'll leave again. But now we're seeing more and more people staying.
0: Yeah, very much so, especially the families putting down roots in some of the communities where they can actually buy um,
1: yeah.
0: sort of places like the lakes and, and meadows, springs, Arabian ranches there, full of families and here for a much longer time.
1: And I guess for your, for your company, that in turn then means you rely so much on, on word of mouth and recommendation. Because if people are here for a long term, if they have a bad experience w- with a letting agent like you did at the start, they've left a year later, it doesn't really matter. Whereas now people are staying for a long time and you want that reputation uh, of trick owning properties to be something that is positive and is then passed on to other people.
0: Well, we, well, we certainly try and get recommendations and i mean obviously the, the normal routes to market is if you start off as a sort of property finder and do and places like that but you're also held to account much more now because sort of i think there's british mums dubai and they go after you pretty quickly if you may if you have a bad performance on facebook and other groups like that so you need to make sure that you maintain a good a good uh, a good a good offering for everyone Harry, you also mentioned um, a little bit of technology. You are talking about Property Finder, De I mean, that didn't exist uh, uh, 10 years ago or so. So stuff is changing. And you were mentioning to me off uh, the the chance for people to make small investments in in property. Is Is that something that's available here in Dubai through Trigoning? We're, we're not. We haven't got it going yet here in Dubai, but we're dealing with a company in the UK called Brick Owner, and they they can take as investment from as little as a hundred pounds, sort of five hundred dirhams, and you can invest as much or you or as little as you want in these projects. And one of the other advantages is you don't have to manage tenants.
1: Yeah.
0: Fantastic. So that's I, a sort of crowdfunding it's thing. A crowdfunding. Can you choose your projects, or you or you kind of just go all in? they have projects that they they keep putting on, and if you don't fancy one, you can wait for the next one to come. But they they fill it up with and however then- match money and then they'll find the next project to go on to and-,
1: and Harry one of the things I wanted to talk about is um you're looking at expansion you're you're you've started here but you're looking at rolling your company out into the UK now um I'm from the UK so I'm well across what's happening over there for, but for perhaps people who aren't following Brexit I guess this t- this you know it's a particularly tense time for you to think about expanding a company to the UK
0: I mean, it is. I mean, we were originally going to start this year on the 1st of March and we put it back for six months because of Brexit. And then Brexit has been put back yeah. <laughs> six months, a couple of weeks later. So we're, we've now decided that next year we are definitely going to go on the 1st of March. We've got to get, get on with it because you can't die waiting yeah. <laughs> wondering about it. And Brexit might be done I mean, three years and three months so far and they don't seem to be much closer to signing the deal. So we could wait forever. But it is definitely causing a certain amount of chaos in the property market because the uncertainty, I mean, at the moment, they're they're refusing elections, they want elections, everything's going and people don't know what's going to be happening next year. But hopefully, if Boris can get it through in whatever way he does, things will then start to settle down.
1: And the uncertainty is what could cause you a bit of damage because people can feel reluctant to sell or buy at the moment. Yeah. Because of the uncertainty, they don't know if they're suddenly going to be devalued in the property market. People are thinking, well, I might sell now, but my house, m- my house might be worth less or it might be worth more. And I don't know what to do. And that can be kind of, uncertainty is actually quite dangerous.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's always a sixteen four million question <laughs> you're asked. Is my house going to make money or is it not? And so, but it, I think there are, there, people do need to buy and sell property all the time for varying reasons, the sort of personal issues. So there's always a market that continues. Um, There are other risks. So I think Jeremy Corbyn's new man in the UK, being specific, is going to try and tax uh, buy-to-let owners and overseas owners quite substantially. So that will obviously damage that corner of the market. There's also incredibly high stamp duty in the UK. Once you get over 1.5 million, there's 12% tax of stamp duty. So those sort of things have also caused a slowdown in the market.
1: Okay, and coming back here to the UAE, are you, you you deal with both renting and buying, and you also deal with commercial properties. In terms of um, renting and buying, are you seeing levels staying quite stable, or are you seeing more and more people looking towards buying? I think
0: I think people the longer they're here, the more they look towards buying. In terms of rentals, they're always constant. There's a constant churn in Dubai, yeah, and. Market conditions cause a churn as well. People now are leaning over their fence and talking to their neighbours and finding out they're paying ten or twenty thousand more than their neighbours. And that upsets them, so off they go to find another house just so that so they feel that they're paying the right amount. Um but demand seems to be pretty good in Dubai all the time. There's always a certain amount of negative feeling towards the properties, but the population's very pretty pretty settled at the moment, if not increasing slightly. And so with the new houses coming on, fine, they give you more options, but they're, they're still there to be bought or rented.
1: And one of the things I'm always curious about um, is when you're dealing with, with um, a, a landlord and you have a tenant, and like you said, these conversations are happening, whether it's over the fence on social media or in a WhatsApp group. And you know, you find out 15 people in your development are paying 30,000 dirham less, and 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 the tenant comes to you as the middle person and says, "Look, I, I will renew, but you know, everyone the rents have come down in this area, and my neighbors are paying less." And then you go to the landlord and the landlord says I think this property is still worth the same price how do you help them um- well, it's, it's quite
0: difficult because if the landlord's not going to move you're not going to move him either you can yeah. you can try for all your worth and then it comes down to whether it's worth moving yourself if you only see yourself being here another six year, six months or a year it might not be worth moving but by the time you've put the costs and by the time you've bought curtains and all the other things a, a move you'll definitely see a saving in the second year even if you don't in the first year but moving a landlord is quite a difficult thing. We do a lot of work in Jumeirah and Umsakim. And they, because it's a non-freehold area, m- most of it, are lo- owned by locals. And they've all done quite well out of it over the years. So they are much slower to react than, say, you own a, a property, a, I don't know, a three-bedroom villa in the lakes. Because you've probably got a mortgage. And if yes. you're empty for a, for a week or two, you're starting to panic because you've got to cover your mortgage and, and say so they're more they're more reactive
1: and what would your advice be to to renters um whether they're looking at a commercial property or property for themselves if they're you know that lots of smart startups like you say are looking for premises and would you say would you advise them to go negotiate for the price of their commercial space
0: very much very much so i mean we we, we negotiated our, on our office they didn't want to drop the rent but we got an extra two or three months free i think and so that was very much worthwhile and i was we're in a business center and you can see people coming and going all the, all the time just to save a few thousand, particularly in the smaller businesses, makes a lot of difference.
1: Indeed. That's all we've got time for. Big thanks to our guest on startups and side hustles, Harry Trigoning from Trigoning Property. Really lovely to have you on the show.
0: Well, thank you very much for having me.
1: This is Dubai I 103.8.